and welcome to another episode of Black Coffee. I'm yours truly, Jane. I'm joined here with my favorite co-host, Julius. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Jane? You know what? I can't complain. I'm alive. I'm healthy. You know. As best as we can. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) Right now, health is wealth. That is so true. Your health is your wealth. Yeah. All right. That's what's brewing today. Uh, the Ukraine and Russia conflicts and the anti-Black doesn't remain in universal language. Mm. How are you feeling about that, Julius? I think it's a, it's a slightly touchy topic. Probably not slightly, probably more than slightly. But um, I'm excited to dive in. Uh, before we get started, let's give a quick synopsis of what's going on right now between Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, sure. You know, um, some of y'all might ask, what is the cause of the conflict between Russia and Ukraine going on right now? Well, um, before Russia became what it is today, it was known as the Soviet Union and or the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, a.k.a. the USSR. And some of y'all might have seen this in your textbooks. (laughs) And this was a federal socialist union of multiple national republics. And the Ukraine was one of those republics. This lasted for roughly 69 or so years from 1922 to the beginning of the 90s. And following the end of the Cold War, the USSR broke up and both Russia and Ukraine declared their independence. So just know that the roots of the current situation between the two countries stem from that breakup of the Soviet Union. And when it broke up, Ukraine had the third largest nuclear arsenal in the world. The US and Russia worked with Ukraine to denuclearize the country. And in a series of diplomatic agreements, Ukraine gave its hundreds of nuclear weapons uh, and warheads back to Russia in exchange for security assurances that protected it from a potential Russian attack. But if some of y'all remember in 2014, those assurances were put to the test when Russia invaded Ukraine and annexed the Crimean Peninsula, which was a part of the Ukraine. Putin has been fixated on possibly rebuilding the Soviet Union, some people think, and Ukraine is central to this vision. Putin has said that Ukrainians and Russians would be one people if the U.S. and the West did not meddle from, um, you know, from outside. And he believes that with this meddling, a wall has been built between the two countries. So basically, this current Russia-Ukrainian crisis is a continuation of the one that began about eight years ago in 2014. Um, But with recent political developments within Ukraine, here in America, Europe, Russia, uh, these are some reasons as to why Putin may feel now is the time to act. So before we kind of end the synopsis, the current president of the Ukraine is a 44-year-old former actor that... Um, I think he's been president of the country for roughly three years. I think so, Um, yeah, about three years. Yeah, about three years. And he doesn't have much political experience. And in my opinion, Russia and Putin feel because of his relatively new entrance into politics, he would be more willing than former Ukrainian presidents to accept Putin's desire to bring pro-Russian regions back into Ukraine. However, (laughs) as sense would call it, that would allow Russia to have a lot of influence and control mm-hmm. over Ukraine. So the Ukrainian president has now turned to the West, in particular NATO, uh, for help, which Putin doesn't like. And Putin also sees America as weak 
possibly, uh, given our current economic situation. And if you all remember the hasty uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan that took place a few months back last year. So that's basically the general synopsis. There's much more to mm-hmm. the story, but for the purposes of our conversation today, at least y'all have a general understanding of, of what, what's, what's going, going on. on. Mm-hmm. Now, what brings us to this topic today? Mm. Mm-hmm. The anti-Blackness behavior, discrimination, and violence that has been captured and shown on social media illustrates the ill treatments towards African, African people living in Ukraine, trying to evacuate the country. How do you feel about that, Julius? What, like, <laughs> it's upsetting seeing that. Like, we are, they are war, and it's also a pandemic, but you still have time to be racist. Mm. You know, as a musician, uh, we always say that music is a universal language, you know, no matter where you are on this globe, people, you know, gravitate towards different types of music and whatnot, um, regardless of where it's from. And that's why we added, that's why I decided to add this to the title of this this episode uh, and this topic is, it seems like, excuse me, um, anti-Blackness is a global issue. It's a Mm -hmm. universal language. Um, You would think that in the midst of war, where people are being bombed, um, military tanks are coming in, like what's going on over there, you would think that, okay, let's act as one people (laughs) um, to get everyone to safety as everyone deserves, regardless of their skin Mm -hmm. color. But the fact that people still, and this and this is not even just ordinary citizens. These are officials, Ukrainian mm-hmm. officials, who uh, have been shown to be, uh, and ill treatment is probably just um, a, a laxed word for what's actually going on, putting people at gunpoint, pulling them off of buses and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it, again, anti-Blackness is a universal language. Now, I know some people... Um, may not know that, yes, there's a lot of uh, African nationals over there um, in mm-hmm. the Ukraine and Poland and many Eastern European countries. A lot of them are studying as students. Uh, and so people are like, wow, Black people in the Ukraine, whatever. Yes. Yes, black they are. are. <laughs> I had a cousin. There. I actually had a cousin. Yeah, she studied, med- she did it med school there. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Is, is, she, is she safe? Or no, she- no, she's been, she, le- she graduated like two years ago. Okay. Yes, okay. she's back home. But I think it's very, it's sad. Like you hear stories, like it was one Kenyan lady, a med student, she's saying that she's been denied a room in a hotel and she's willing to pay. And the woman's response said, the woman's response said, it's only for Ukrainians. Mm. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's like you have time. You hear bombs are flying, bullets, but you have time to be racist. Like wow, like it, it, it's a sickness. It's disgusting. It is, um, you know, and it, it really angered me because it's like wow, what what have black people done so bad to anybody across this world mm-hmm. for us to be treated like animals in a time when everybody is trying to escape, right? In a in a serious situation like that, like you you. That's why when people think racism 
is only inherent to America. American, yeah. People had an idea that, oh, this division between white and black people is an American thing. No, it's a global thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen just in America. It doesn't happen just in the UK and whatever, in Western countries. Now we're starting to see, you know, the glimpse of it happening, you know, everywhere. Over, right, everywhere. And, and so, and this is not something new and it's not something that's going away any time of day. Um, but, you know, I think it also just leads us part as we talk about this conversation more, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, damn, I lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, I think it, it leads us to the conversation of, uh, the contradictory nature of social media, but, you know, we'll, we'll get to that down the road, but do you have anything else to say on this? I mean, <sighs> I think what what's upsetting is that, like you see the videos, then you hear they you can hear the officials talk about women and children, and it was one image I saw uh, a mother with her baby in the cold, trying to escape, but they're not allowing her to be on the train. But they said women cold as hell. Yeah, I think it's like negative three. three Celsius. That area gets really really cold. Yeah, so I think that like it angers me. Like I know that I don't like I know people gonna be saying, well, you gonna hear people like the negative thoughts like, oh, you hijacking. It's not about you. It's it's Ukraine and Russia. But at the end, they we're humans. It's a human thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you're excluding these people who just escaped their country to come here to Ukraine to find a better life, to have better resources, to so you know fit from their family. But now you're treating them like they're not giving, they're not doing anything for you guys. Mm. And, 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 you know, like it, it, it just shows that like, even if war were to, let's say, theoretically happen here in America, hmm, I wonder if that same treatment would be given to us. And, you know, I probably would bet, yes, it would. Even though many of us were born in this country, uh, mm-hmm. for African-Americans, their heritage goes way back in this country, hundreds of years. Um, but this is the behavior that goes on. That's a little bit of a tangent. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think we can jump to this topic of the contradictory nature of social media. When we look at what's going on in Ukraine, mm-hmm. and then, as we know, um, well, or some of us may not be up to date on it, uh, there's a current war going on in Ethiopia. Speak on it. The Tigray War. And I'm not saying that we should not be shining a light on what's going on in the Ukraine, because we should. This is a big, big issue. This is a huge mm-hmm. issue. But the fact that I've only heard maybe a few instances of describing what's going on in the Tigray War. And there's thousands of casualties. I mean, they're saying roughly between 50 and 100,000 civilians and military personnel have been killed over there. Mm-hmm. Where is this social media wave of support? Where was the same social media wave of concern of, of oh, pray for Haiti when their president was uh, was murdered in a coup last year, last mm-hmm. summer? Sassy. You know, mm-hmm. we, we briefly saw it on social media. We briefly heard it on the news outlets and that was it. But yet when it's like the whole world, they've turned their eyes towards Ukraine while neglecting other conflicts that are just as dangerous. 
mm-hmm. you know, killing people, innocent, you know, fathers, mothers, children. You know, where is that same level of concern? And it frustrates me. It, it, it makes me so angry because it shows the contradictory nature of not just social media, but the people who partake in it. Yeah. We're just going to jump forward to this. <laughs> what is the response of African countries from which many nations in Ukraine are from? Oh, nationals. Yeah, uh, nationals. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> That's the thing is when we talk about Blackness, yeah. we have to support our people. And I'm sorry, the response that has been given by, uh, I'm not going to speak for every African country, but I think generally the continent has been somewhat silent uh, in regards to response uh, to this issue, but the ones have spoken up. Mm. Give me a bl- the wackest response. <laughs> I mean, weak, weak ass response. So yeah. reportedly, uh, President of Nigeria, Mohamedou Buhari, said that, today, today, that, this is your country, Jane. Uh, <laughs> that Mumu. That, right, right. Oh, I always tell people, I say he's a clone. We, he haven't came back yet. That man's still on vacation. This robot, this clone, oh my God. We feel mad at what happened on Twitter last year, but that, that, that's a whole new story, a whole another story. But yeah, he reportedly said, all who flee a conflict situation have the same right to safe passage under UN convention and the color of their passport or their skin should make no difference, unquote. Oh my God. Let's take a pit stop right there. UN convention. So you as the president of, isn't Nigeria the most populous country in Africa? Yeah, it is. Everybody knows somebody from Africa, Nigeria. Right. Yeah. Nigeria's everywhere. Hell, Nigerians might be in Antarctica for all we know. Y'all, y'all are everywhere, okay? New York. I, mean, we I found y'all in Bakersfield. <laughs> but you are the president of the most populous country in Africa. Like when people think of influence in Africa, not just West Africa, they think of what? South Africa? They think of Egypt. They think of Nigeria. Ghana. They think of yeah. Ghana. And you as pre- are talking about the UN convention? No, what are you, are you doing, doing? With people who are stuck over there, who are being held at gunpoint not to get on trains and buses, mm-hmm. mothers with their babies out in that negative three, negative five degree weather? What are you doing as a president? It's a tiny little country. And even, even if it was a tiny little country, what is your response? You see, America, when shit like that happens in other areas of the world, America's like, look, hey. we can gather all Americans. You guys get on the plane. Mm-hmm. Y'all coming home back right now. Yep. Right now. If you're from Atlanta, right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking because basically he's, I feel like he's saying you're on your own. You chose to leave, you're on your own. In a way, th- th- that's that's what it sounds like. And that doesn't sound like a, a president who defends his people, mm-hmm. no matter where they are in the world. And I think there's another quote uh, from was a Nigeria special advisor to the president. And, and, and I want to put a disclaimer out here. We're not trying to say Nigeria is speaking for the 
entire yeah. continent. Mm-hmm. We're just saying as an example. So this guy who is the what special advisor to the president on diaspora affairs, <laughs> he is supposed to be overseeing what happens with Nigerians outside of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. He said Africans are being denied entry through the Ukrainian borders. The Minister of Foreign Affairs, Jeffrey Onyama, has taken this up with the Ukrainian ambassador. Our people who want to leave must be allowed to, unquote. Now, that's a very nice, formal, educated, clean mm-hmm. statement. It's a good iOS press. It, it right. It, it's good for the news outlets. Yeah. It, it, it's, it looks nice on the screen, you know, with a little thing on the bottom of the screen yeah. that goes around and he, shit like that. He patted himself on the back said, I did something. Ooh. Right. So Does it sound like, if, if I, see, if I were president, of one of these countries. And I heard that my people were being held at gunpoint, were being denied entry into hotels for safety, were being taken off uh, transport, you know, families being taken off transport, being denied to leave, denied to go to the embassy. You know what the hell I would do? I'd be like, no, you bring my people back now or else I will respond. Mm-hmm. That's Take away resources. Take away things that they... They rely on you. Take them and away. This, and, and this is the problem with, with Africa and Africans. It's like, we don't defend our people. We don't. Mm-hmm. I think Black people in general, we don't defend our people. We're waiting for somebody else to defend us. We're waiting for the UN to defend us. And how many times has the UN defended us so well against conflicts, no matter they're in Africa or abroad? Mm-hmm. You know? And so uh, I think <laughs> I also, I'll, now this might have been a, a, a false thing, but so on Instagram, there. Uh, so y'all, I'm half Liberian. I always talk about it all the time. And there's this page on Instagram that um, it's like a Liberian page. And you know the president of Liberia is George Weah, who is I'm not going to get too much into it, but he ain't the brightest bulb in the cabinet. Uh, <laughs> and it said George Weah's response to the conflict and to Liberians over there in Ukraine was, "Y'all must hide in the bush from." The military coming in. Now, that was probably a fake statement, but you know what? I goddamn would not be surprised at all if he would say some shit like that on TV. Uh, I would not. I, I because it's <laughs> and we laughing at it because it's like it the it's reality. Scary. Yeah. It's scary to think that, you know, and, and like for me, when you're the president of a people, when you're a government of people. You defend them no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. We can talk shit about America, but one thing about America is in a conflict, they make sure their citizens are taken care of. Mm-hmm. And that's what many of these African countries should be responding. But it's like been, it's, it's been crickets, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's like you're not defending your people. And there's, there's many, I, I don't know the exact number of African nationals over there, but there, there's quite a few who are studying abroad, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, Jane, who have left their, um, you know, their native countries for a better life and whatnot, and they need help over there. And mm-hmm. thankfully, social media is showing us what is going on and the treatment of these people. And thankfully, we are talking about it too, because I, I wanted to bring to light, again, people may say, oh, you're trying to take away from the Ukraine conflict. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. What? is going on over there is evil between Russia and the Ukraine and and the behavior that Putin is showing against those people. But two things, one, 
the fact that people have the nerve, officials, Ukrainian officials have yeah. the nerve to treat another human being like that in a time of war simply because of their skin color is it's fucked ridiculous. up. It's it is. It's evil. ridiculous. It's nasty. It's disgusting, you know? And two, conflicts across this globe, I think sympathy should be shown to all equally. Yeah, that's a good way to end it right there. I think that's a good way to end it. And so y'all, um, we'll, we'll keep you up to date on this as things um, arise. We might have maybe, I don't know, if, if it calls for another uh, episode on this, but stay tuned to this shit. Right. Africa, protect your people. Black people, protect your people. Speak right. on this. Um, let, let's bring to light of what's going on there. And uh, yeah, I think we can, we can full stop here. All right. Peace, love, and happiness. Thank you.